Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to costume designer Dana Covarrubias about her work on Only Murders in the Building. Covarrubias is a past Emmy nominee for Outstanding Contemporary Costumes and Only Murders in the Building. Very, very excited to chat about the lovely yeah. series. Um, but first off, I just wanted to start out by asking you, I mean, you've had such a prolific career, especially in comedy, and I'm wondering if you can tell me one of the biggest things that you've learned about costume design through working um, through so many of these comedy shows that are so beloved and well-respected. Um, I would say the number one thing that I have learned with comedy is sort of, um, well, I would say that it's not, I don't know if I learned it from working on the comedy things, but I think I, I went to school for um, theater actually. And so my background is more based in like character study and, um, you know, research and um, thinking about a character from a psychological standpoint, you know, where they're at mentally and making, you know, so kind of like a really serious, you know, approach to, um, you know, how someone would dress and thinking more about their psychological sort of um, um, reasoning behind how they dress and, you know, what stores they choose to go to and all that kind of stuff. And then I think I just happened to get into comedy. And I think what sort of was a, you know, sort of just what made it successful for me was that I was approaching these kind of out there comedy shows, but from this sort of very psychological realism, uh, you know, perspective. And that I think the combination of that is what makes the work um, interesting, because I think there's a, there's a little bit of a, um, you could easily go very silly, obviously with, you know, yeah. comedy, you could, you could just hit it over the head a little too hard and, and go a little too big with it. And I think the, um, the thing I've learned throughout the years of working on, you know, these comedy shows is that like actually playing it very real is, is better generally, you know? Yeah. And I mean, diving into the sort of psychology aspect for our sort of main three characters, mm -hmm. I'm wondering how that approach um, transitioned into um, season two, because I mean, obviously, as any, I mean, obviously with the show, it's a sort of murder mystery. And right. so, I mean, we're left season one with a cliffhanger. And so obviously, how do you sort of transition into that, into the new season um, with the costumes and how did you approach that? Well, I sort of, yes, there's like, there's definitely a cliffhanger, but there was also a resolve, you know, yeah. that happened at the end of season one. So it was an interesting place to be put in because, you know, on one hand, you're saying that our next season starts literally the same day as, you know, the other season ended. So there's not much you can do as far as like how have these characters grown, you know, who are they now, you know, because it's, it's literally the same day. So, um, but in my mind, I kind of, and, you know, talking to our showrunner, John Hoffman, we kind of decided that, you know, they did resolve um, sort of some of the issues that they were having in season one, you know, like, I feel like Selena was able to find some closure. Um, and I think, um, or I should say, should say Mabel, Mabel found some closure and um, Charles and Oliver were also able to kind of 
you know, I think they were both dealing with these other different struggles and they were able to find closure in their storylines as well. So I think in season three, I had them kind of, I'm sorry, in season two, I had them embarking on this sort of new thing, which is in season two, we really have Selena or Mabel. It's hard for me. I'm so, I'm so used to, um, and it's interchangeable. Um, we have Mabel, um, you know, really looking into her artistic side. So that was kind of my focus in season two, um, was her being able to explore her, her artist, um, you know, life and, um, her creativity. And so we put a lot, her in a lot more color and had her in these like, you know, beautiful sort of like almost watercolor patterns and, um, exploring that side. And then I think there was this other thing going on the whole season where, we really wanted to show that all three of them were coming together as a, as a closer team. So it's like, you know, as, whereas before it's, you know, basically it's a story of three strangers, you know, who were kind of all keeping secrets from each other and, you know, season one and season two, we wanted to show they were really coming together. So to reflect that part of their psychology, I ended up sort of switching all their color palettes or having them share color palettes and even having them share, um, you know, patterns like we established in season one that Charles would wear a lot of, you know, uh, plaid and, you know, Glenn plaid and check and those kinds of patterns. And then in season two, we have Mabel wearing a lot of that. Um, And you can see, I think in episode, uh, season two, episode two, even there's a scene where Mabel and Charles are wearing like a very similar blazer. And, you know, we just wanted to show that they're, you know, she's taking on more of the detective role and they're becoming closer as a team. Hmm. And I mean, you've had so many wonderful guest actors and actresses and um, come into the show. And I'm just curious, who has just been one of your favorites that just, I don't know, it was just a surprise in terms of creating that character or just diving deeper into, into who they are. Oh gosh. They're also amazing. I mean, we're just so lucky on this show with the guest stars we have. It's so interesting and crazy, but, um, oh gosh, on season two, let's see. I, I mean, I, I would have to say Shirley McLean because she, she's just an absolute icon and never in my life did I think I would, you know, get to work with Shirley McLean. And, um, she was so fun to create with, and it really was, creative you know the fitting was completely creative with her and it was really fun to see her use the fitting as a moment to create her character and I just felt like I was a fly on the wall witnessing you know this great artist (laughs) work um and you know we had a rack of clothing or two for her we met her in her hotel room and um she really wanted to just talk about the character we I think we talked for an hour before she tried anything on, which was, you know, fascinating. That's not usually what we do. <laughs> usually you talk for maybe 10, you know, five, 10 minutes, and then you start trying stuff on. But we talked for a really, really long time about who the character was. And then she kind of looked at the clothing wrapped and she started by choosing just one item. You know, she was like, oh, this jacket or this hat or, you know, and then we kind of placed the costume together, you know, piece by piece like that. And every time she would add a new piece, she would walk around the room to see how it felt on her body and how it moved. And it was just a fascinating process and it was amazing. And she was incredibly kind and wonderful and brilliant. Hmm. Yeah. 
No, I mean, that's the perfect answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and I mean, what is one of the best notes that you've received as a costume designer that has been really helpful for you um, going forward in your career, whether it's from a producer, whether it's from an actor or actress, whatever it may be? Um, one of the things that someone told me that I think about all the time um, is uh, this concept. What I, I had never heard of it before, um, but it's this concept of window and, and mirror. It's kind of it's kind of sounds silly, but it's <laughs> but it's um, it's that uh, you know when you're creating anything artistic, that is. Um, that you that you both want to reflect for the audience and you want them to also like be able to look through a window at a world they want to be part of so it's like you're constantly trying to um be aspirational and also reflect back to people what their day-to-day -day lives might be and I think in finding the balance you know so I think um someone told me that years ago and I've kind of always thought about it as a costume design and I find it very helpful because um I think it helps again with the realism you know because you want and especially living in New York you know there's such a um in, in my in my personal life you know it's fa it's fascinating to me to go from you know um riding this you know subway or walking you know the streets of New York City and you see you know you're kind of like you know, getting like a $5 slice of pizza and you're living that kind of life. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, you're, you know, in some very fancy, you know, set in some apartment building where it's just like gorgeous. And it's just this very like high, low experience <laughs> that you're kind of constantly vacillating between. And um, I think that that's kind of what this is getting at. And that's what our, our show has too. It's like this very kind of like high-end sophistication of the Upper West Side. But then you see all these different types of people, um, you know, people that work in the building. And this season two, we had, you know, Kara who was playing this like Brooklyn artist. And so I think it's just constantly giving the audience um, when they're watching your costume design, something to um, both look at and say like, hey, that's me. Like I wear that or I I could wear that, you know, and then also something for them to like, that's like candy that they can like look at and like love and indulge in. Hmm. Yeah, no, I that's a beautiful answer. I mean, I, I, I don't live in New York, but I just love whenever I get to visit it. And I mean, getting to take that sort of lived in experience and then watch it on a show, whether it be something like Only Murders or Succession or whatever, right, right. get that, um, get that sort of next form of or a, a new sort of viewpoint of of life um which i which is beautiful yeah. um and i mean just in our final minute i mean are you on season three we just wrapped yeah yeah we just wrapped season three so um i think i think actually it was announced like a couple of days ago that it is going to premiere in the first week of august i think august 8th um so yeah i'm so excited it's gonna be it's gonna be such a good season yeah. Is there anything that you can tease out? Oh God. Um, I don't think so. I mean, they released a trailer that has like a little bit of, you know, stuff in it. And obviously Miss Am Meryl Streep is in it, which is amazing. Um, and I just can't wait for people to see it. It's going to be, it's going to be bigger and better. And it's just, it's they they, every season they go bigger <laughs> and it's, 
um, a really fun challenge for me and my team every season to be like, oh my God, what are they going to do this season? And season three is so big that I can't even imagine what season four might be like. So we'll see. But yeah, I can't wait for people to see season three. Thank you all for listening. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael. And the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.